Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, October the 20th. And the Phillies lost a playoff game. Been a little while. Been over a week since we experienced that, or a week exactly, whatever it was, since we experienced that. The Phillies go down in San Diego in Game 2 against the Padres. Another, it really does feel very much like that Atlanta series in the sense you win Game 1, you handle business. Now they handle business even more in Game 1 against San Diego. And, you know, an even easier win without the ninth inning scare. I guess we had the ninth innings here in that one, too. So it's actually a pretty, pretty similar game minus the score being different. Um, and then they lost that frustrating Wheeler start with the error by Hoskins that wasn't called an error and the, the weird hitting of Acuna and that inning that just kind of got out of control and they lost that game and then they went home and they handled business and and time to do it again. Uh, I think what makes yesterday particularly frustrating and different from that game two in Atlanta is obviously the 4 nothing lead. The Phillies blew a 4 nothing lead last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, whatever you want to call it, as... Um, Again, they go up 4 nothing early, uh, just the, the aid of the sun and poor fielding. And, you know, you come out of that game the night before handling business, the Schwarber homer, the Harper homer, the Wheeler start, the whole thing. And they clearly were carrying momentum into the next day. The Phillies carried momentum into yesterday with Aaron Nola on the hill, a spot where you could put a stranglehold on the series, put your foot on on the San Diego Padres' throat. And they couldn't get it done. And Aaron Nola blew the game. Aaron Nola, uh, you know, first disappointing outing we've had from Nola since that start in Houston to clinch the playoff spot. He's obviously been brilliant in those three starts since, those three important starts. Had yet to give up an earned run until yesterday in the playoffs. Yesterday certainly gave up a few of them, six for Aaron Nola on his uh, uh, ledger, I believe, um, as it was just a, uh, you know, he got beat up yesterday. He didn't have his sharpest stuff. He didn't have, you know, you could tell immediately. You could tell it was not as crisp. It was not as tight. The dotting of the fastball did not feel the same way it did in those last couple starts where he was really, it really felt like the last couple starts that Aaron Nola could 
You'll literally pick his spots. Like, literally say, all right, I want to put the ball right there. And the ball would go right there. Like, he was... He was locked in, and uh, and less so yesterday as the Padres are able to take advantage. Austin Nola gets the crushing hit. Um, could not have been more um, more painful in that sense, I'm sure, for Aaron. Um, but a frustrating one as, you know, the Phillies really had a missed opportunity yesterday. Yesterday was a missed opportunity in San Diego. They had a chance to come home up to nothing, and, and the series is, is almost over at that point. I mean, it's not, but, you know, if you come home up 2-0 and you just got to win two or three at home, mm, man, you're feeling pretty good. You're feeling pretty good if you could have taken that game. Now, look, they come back 1-1. If you had said prior to the series to every single Phillies fan, or at least the vast majority of Phillies fans, hey, I'll make you a deal. 1-1 coming back from San Diego. You don't know how it happens. You have nothing. All you know is you're taking a 1-1 series back to San Diego or back to Philadelphia. The vast majority of Phillies fans would have said, sure, sign me up. That's the goal, right? That's the goal. When you're on the road to start a series, you want to go and take one of two in that ballpark. That's it. That's what they did in Atlanta and it won them the series. You obviously they won game one in St. Louis. Ended up just taking the series. That was all in St. Louis, obviously, but you know, in a, a five or a seven game series, winning one of those first two on the road is just so crucially, epically important. And the Phillies did that. They did that. And yet, because of the way it went down yesterday, because of they blew a four nothing lead, because you know we all were sitting there in the second inning saying, "Wow, wow, the Phillies are gonna roll, huh?" You know, I didn't expect him to just roll. And, and credit the Padres. Credit the Padres because the momentum from, from game one carried into game two. The Phillies came out ready. The Padres came out sluggish. The crowd was sluggish. Again, they were making you know errors and missing balls in the sun and all that type of stuff. It really felt like things were spiraling the Phillies' way. And then Aaron Nola gives up home runs in the second inning. And, uh, you know, Chris Drew reached a Barely gets one over the fence. Josh Bell demolishes a baseball, and and then and then it's like, uh oh, let him right back in it. And then a couple innings later, fifth inning, it all falls apart. The Phillies give up five to make it seven four. They ultimately lose eight five. They go down eight four in a meeting. Machado homer. Reese Hoskins hits a homer. To you know, in the seventh, kind of feel like, oh man, maybe we get some going here. Harper uh, ends up grinding into a double play later in the game. I mean, a great play by Machado. I, I'm, I can't believe he, he Harper was busting out of the box and, and beat the throw beat him to first. It was really really impressive, and, uh, and that was all she wrote. And that was all she wrote. And again, a frustrating one. It was a frustrating, disappointing loss. You know, again, it, the circumstance dictates it. You know, there's so many so many ways you could say it. Whether you say that if they had lost game one and one game two, we're feeling way better heading home. If they had, you know, even if they had just lost like 2 nothing yet. Like if, they, if, if we had game one repeated the exact opposite way in game two, we're like, all right, you got beat. You Snell pitched a gem. It happens. Let's go home and win some games, you know. But instead, because you had that four nothing lead, it just it was the worst possible way they could have lost that game yesterday. It was the worst possible way. Now I guess they could have like blown it at the end. That could have been more painful. So maybe not the single worst possible way. But the idea of giving up a four run lead, which as they showed us multiple times on the broadcast, Phillies have only done two other times in the history uh, of the playoffs that they have played in not that many playoff games. They were twenty seven and two with the. Four nothing lead in the playoffs, or four run lead, excuse me, in the playoffs. The Cliff Lee game, of course, remember game two. 
and um, and the other one was the uh, 15 to 14 World Series game that sadly I was at as the Phillies were up 14 to eight in the seventh and then ended up losing the game. Um, but again, a rarity yesterday. It was a rarity yesterday. You rarely see the Phillies blow four run lead in the playoffs. And again, I think that's why everyone's waking up this morning feeling bummed. You know, and you look, go back to yesterday. You know, I think all of us felt this just pure joy about the Phillies and this belief in this team, this, you know, almost surreal belief that, Hey man, this is this is a special year. Things are happening. I think they're going to the World Series, and and I and you know that's exactly what I felt yesterday. And I still feel like they're going to win this series. Like I don't think it's over. I predicted six before the series. I thought they would go to San Diego and win one or two. I actually before the series, I was talking to my buddy at, at work. He's like, "How do you think the series plays out?" And I think I said Phillies in six, and I think they win one of the first two in San Diego, and then they come home and they win two or three at home, and then they win. Game six. Like, that's how I think it plays out. So, like, nothing's changed <laughs> from what I predicted. Nothing's changed. It's going exactly according to plan, so to speak. But because of the way they lost that game yesterday, it just evokes way too many memories and way too many feelings of a Phillies team that that is not the one we've watched the last three weeks. It's not the one that we've come to believe in. It's not the one that we you know, felt like was a... Uh, 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 on their way to the world and still is on their way to the World Series and all that, you know, and, and that's what makes it so frustrating because if they had just lost to nothing, you know, we're, we're going back to Philly. It's all good. We won one. You know, we got one. Mission accomplished. But instead, because they had that opportunity to put their foot on their throat to, to close it out, definitively close it out, you know, it makes that, that, that loss so much more disappointing. You know, it makes it so much harder to stomach and it makes, you know, the feeling of today much more frustrating. And, you know, look, again, I go back to Atlanta series, very similar. This was worse yesterday, a worse loss. But, you know, you can be frustrated after that. And, you know, look, by the time Friday came around, every single person was just ready to go down the bank and yell their minds out and everyone's locked in and excited and ready to roll. And I think that's the way it's going to be tomorrow. I really do. I think that, you know, after the off day today, after we have a chance to step back and, You'll remember what the Phillies did last time they were at CBP to get excited for that again. We have three straight, a weekend at CBP, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, I think we 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 kind of shake it out a little bit, take some breaths, you know, that kind of thing. And then I think we're ready to roll Friday. And I think the Phillies are ready to roll Friday. But again, it's um it's it's just one of those moments where if they do lose the series, and again, I don't think they will. I still believe they're going to the World Series. But if they lose the series, we all know what we're going to remember. We're going to go back to that inning. We're going to go back to Nola throwing an inside fastball to freaking Juan Soto, like with a, a, a head in the count. Like it made no sense that pitch, put it right in his, his heat zone, and he just crushed it for uh, that big hit. You know, why he went to Brad Hand, and again, I, I'm torn on this one. I understand you go to Brad Hand to get Jake Cronenworth out, and he should be able to get Jake Cronenworth out. He certainly should not hit Jake Cronenworth on a 2-2 pitch. That's for damn sure. I mean, that was a disastrous at-bat. But when you know you have Brandon Drury coming up next, who, like, the one thing he does is crush lefties. Like, that's his thing. That's his ethos. Like, I don't know. Don't set up a situation where you you... If you walk a guy, you have to get an out with a lefty versus a right who crushes lefties. I get it. Cronenworth's lefty. You wanted to battle him. I get it. I just... 
I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. Honestly, I probably would have just gone to a righty. I would have gone to Brogdon or, or someone else. Bilotti, I mean, you know, Bilotti pitched a little after and didn't pitch great, but... Um, uh, you, and look, I get it. I get going to Hand there. Hand is, has done a good job this season. Um, not nah, that's not fair. He's done an average job this season. You know, he has been hit or miss, but you know, he has gotten some outs in the playoffs. He's been there before. He's gotten some outs this playoffs. Um, and look, he's got to get that out there. You know, you can't, you can't hit him. You can't hit him there. I mean, that was a disaster. And then Drury makes him pay. And um. You know, the real thing is is Topper should have had someone up earlier in the inning. I, I mean, Nola should never have been facing Soto in that spot. You know, he really shouldn't have. Like, that's a spot where you should have been ready to roll. Granny gets Machado out after that, but the damage was already done. Like, it was clear that Nola wasn't... You know, Nola, we'd seen the last three starts. And I, I think with Topper, and, you know, we've seen it... You know, he's kind of been on this magic carpet ride. And credit. You know, it seems like every decision this guy has made since the playoffs have started has been the right one. And especially the ones that we have questioned that we have, you know, we just saw it in game one. Everyone's like, why are you taking Wheeler out? They go on to win the game. No problem. You know, the non-defensive substitution, which did bite him. Boom, almost blew it. Um, but they win the game anyway. You know, you go back to the the not putting Dalton Guthrie in right field for Castellanos. Castellanos makes the amazing catch in Atlanta. Now, I'm guessing Guthrie would have made it too, but you know, you can't rip Thompson that and there have been just a, a a multitude of these type of decisions not that many but certainly a few Reese Hoskins in the two hole coming back to Philly at, in the Atlanta series you know every single person in, in Philadelphia was like get that guy out of the two hole what are we doing he's one for his last 30 or whatever like yeah like shouldn't be there you know and and he hits that that all-time epic Philadelphia Phillies home run you know so it's like up until last night it felt like whatever button Topper pushed was the right one, that he just had a magic touch and that he was able to kind of, you know, really, you know, just was on a heater. You know, he's on a heater. And and last night the heater got a little cult. You know, that's what happened. Last night, Topper's moves didn't work as well. And you can question them and you can wonder what he was thinking and what he was doing. But, you know, until last night they'd hit and last night they didn't. And, and it's that simple. Topper didn't have a great game yesterday. He should have had someone up for Nola. I don't necessarily agree with the decision to bring Brad Hand. And again, Brad Hand has to get that out, or at least not hit the guy, make the guy beat you. But on the whole, you know, I thought it wasn't Topper's best day. But, you know, I think on the whole, Topper's obviously done a great job in the playoffs. And look, I think yesterday, you know, things fell apart. It's going to happen in baseball. And it doesn't make it any less frustrating. It doesn't make it any less annoying. But, you know, things are things are going to happen, and they, they lost a game they shouldn't have, and, and it's frustrating because they shouldn't have lost. That That's the frustrating part. Again, up for nothing in a playoff game. Like, that's... you got to find a way to, to hang on to that lead again. You know, it really felt like, you know, that the, the Padres were cooked in that first inning, in the second inning, missing the balls, the errors. Like, it's like the momentum it carried over, the crowd seemed out of it, and the Phillies let them back in. The Phillies let them back in. If Aaron Nola can go out and shove, he could deal. Like, series is over. And I think that's the scary thing, going back to what I was saying before, is that, you know, if if they do lose this series, we're going to look back to that inning. I mean, like, boom. Right there. They lost because of that. Because of that. And that's a frustrating thing. And again, I still think they'll win the series, but, like, if they lose it, we'll remember that. We'll remember the the turn that this this series took, and you know, eerily similar to, to the Cardinals, right? To Cliff Lee, all that stuff. Like, there's so much that uh, you know feels the same. It feels uh, you know. So we know that we know that feeling. We know the 
you know, we've, we've been through this. Um, and again, you know, yesterday just in general brought back, you know, oh yeah, the Phillies, you know, they were six and one in the playoffs and, and it felt like a, a, a team we had not seen for a very long time. And yesterday felt familiar. It felt like the, the team that we know, the team that we spent our time. I was like, yeah, I got it. This is, this is more it. This is more it. And look again, credit the Padres. They're a damn good baseball team. They got super talented guys. I mean, Juan Soto's awesome. Manny Machado's awesome. Their pitching's really good. Joe Musgrove coming in for game three is the thing that scares me most about game three. And I feel good about the Phillies' chances coming back to Citizens Bank Park. We'll get to that in a minute. But I think ultimately, um, you know, this is a game that that you hope didn't turn the series, but could have turned the series. Again, I think San Diego was dead. I think they were dead. All the Phillies had to do was get rid of the carcass. And instead, we got a zombie Padres. How's that for an analogy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, they, it felt like they were dead and they bounced back and credit. You know, they fought. They won the game yesterday. It was, it was they did that. You know, they took advantage of a situation. They took advantage of Noel. They took advantage of Topper's mistakes and they won the game. And now we come back to Philly and it's a, it's a different vibe to the series. It felt before after game one, like the Phillies are going to roll. And we should have known it was not going to be that easy. We all thought it wasn't going to be that easy coming in. But again, the way it happened last night just really sucks the life out of you, sucks the energy out of you, makes you feel depressed, feel bummed, feel like, man, what, what are we doing here? We, we had this. We had this series in the palm of our hand. And since we're Phillies fans, and since we've lived through the last 11 years and the last you know five years of competing or attempting to compete, I should say, like we've lived through that. We've lived through that. And we know that, that you know, things can turn and something that looks good can turn bad quickly. And that's why we know that like, you know, that's why yesterday is scary. That's why yesterday is scary is you don't want yesterday to be the thing that turned the magic carpet ride and made it fall to the ground and, and, and crash. You know what I mean? Because again, that was the type of game that can can crush a team's momentum, can can send a team spiraling. You know, it can. I don't think it will. This team has shown all year long that they have battled adversity, other than the little stretch in September, and even then they bounce back from that. And granted, you know, the uh, Brewers helped them out with it and all that. But ultimately, you know, other than that little bit in September, they have fought back and battled adversity all season long obviously the harper injury the security injury all the stuff that they went through the ups and downs and stuff this group has has fought and bonded and we talked so much you know the last week or so about how much you know it's amazing to see how much they love each other and how much they care about each other and the culture they've created and the belief in each other you know i go back to watch i mean because i've watched it eight trillion times but the schwerber home run you know the hug with JT Romuto, like that was like a real hug coming in the dugout. Like that wasn't like a, oh, teammate, that was like a love you, man. And then he goes in the dugout and they do the, you know, running through the, all of them hitting his head. And all. Like it's just, it, for the first time in in a decade, watching Phillies baseball, it feels fun. It feels like these guys love each other. It feels like there's a real camaraderie and, and team vibe to this group. and And that's... Everything to me. I mean, I think it's so important in all sports. I think it really does make a difference. Culture matters. I really believe that. So you have to hope and and believe that this Phillies culture will carry them through this. You know that that they're ready to 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 flush that loss, as a lot of athletes like to say, and and move on to come home and play at CBP. And I do think that's where they're at. You know, it, it was a frustrating loss, but. You know, they won game one. They have to feel good about that. They come home 
and they get to play in front of the fans at CBP again. We all heard the quotes from the players. We all heard, um, you know, how magical it was for them, how much they, they can't wait to do it again. And obviously, having been there on Saturday, having watched Friday on television and rewatched Saturday on television and the pops and the energy and the noise and the sound. I said it before, I'll say it again. I've never heard a baseball stadium like that ever in my lifetime. And again, granted, that was an 11-year wait for that weekend. That was 11 years for those two games to happen. And now it's, um, you know, we've had home games. Now it's another series. But look, there's still going to be a lot of people in the ballpark this weekend who didn't get to go to those other games. There's going to be a lot of energy in that ballpark. The NLCS has not been in Philadelphia for a long, long time. So there are uh, real, you know, I, I feel really good about their chances to come home and handle business and to, you know, get those vibes back. You know, get the all it takes. One one hit, one big hit, one homer, and the crowd is losing it, and the vibes are insane. And I do truly believe that the Phillies have a real home field advantage this season. I really do. What I saw in the in the round uh, in the first round of the playoffs here, um, you know, in the Braves round of the playoffs, what I saw in those two games was was again magical. I've used that word so many times, but it's the best word for it. I mean, it was a magical place to be. It was a magical experience. It was a magical moment. And they outscored the Braves 17 to four. And at no point during those two games did it feel like they were going to lose. It felt like a two day party in citizens bank park. Now that doesn't mean that that's going to happen again, but I certainly think that's an advantage for the Phillies. I certainly think you should again, look yesterday sucked. It sucked. It sucked. It sucked. It was annoying. I hated it. It's a frustrating baseball game. It felt like it was bringing me back to the watching the Phillies teams that I didn't love, that I hated, that broke my heart. Unlike this team that I do love, that I'm I'm so happy watching and 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 going on this ride with. Like it, it brought us back. It brought us back. It sucked. Yesterday sucked. But now they come home. Now they come back to the bank. And the Padres have to deal with us. Now it's not just the Phillies the Padres have to deal with. They have to deal with us. We get to have an influence on this series. We get to make a difference, just like we did against Atlanta. Like, the Philly fans made a difference. You, No one will be able to change my mind on that. No one. The energy, the heckling, the vibe, the support, the love for the players, the energy in that building. Like, we talked about it after I went to that Saturday game, but, like, look, I love concerts and sporting events and these big group communal experiences. I love them. They're my favorite thing to do in life. You know, like, you know, my last night on this planet, like I want to be at a Phillies game and then a concert. You know what I mean? Like that's what I love. It's the things I love to do the most. And it's because of that communal experience. It's because of that idea of, of the team and the crowd or the band and the crowd vibing off each other and feeling each other. And, and it is a communal thing. It is you and them together in this and you feel it and you live it and everyone there feels it. Like that's what a amazing communal experience like that can be. And, and again, Saturday at Citizens Bank Park was the best I've ever had in sports. Like that place was freaking magic. It was the most amazing place I've ever been for a sporting event. It's time to bring that back this weekend. Like the Phillies need it now. 1-1 coming home. Time for Citizens Bank Park to take over this series. That's how I feel. It's time for Citizens Bank Park to take over this series. Because we're coming off a frustrating one. And it was a bummer. But man, 
They got three games at home this weekend. If they win all three, it's over. Haven't lost at home yet. Now they're only two games. But if they can win all three, it's over. And ultimately, if they take two or three, I will not be complaining. That's what we need. We need two or three and look. Take three or three. Let's go. You know, Joe Musgrove against Ranger Suarez. Musgrove is awesome. He's the Padres pitcher that scares me the most. But he's coming into Philly, man. He's coming into Philly. And this Phillies team believes in themselves. And look, even though they lost yesterday, they still put up a five spot. Like they are hitting still a little bit more than they were before and all that. You feel better about that. And look, Ranger, you know, I know he struggled in Atlanta. I know we're not quite as uh, confident as we were heading into the playoffs, but I do still believe in Ranger. He's a slow heartbeat guy. I do not think the moment will be too big for him. I know he wasn't great in Atlanta, but, you know, the control was off. That never happens with Ranger. I think he's going to be better. I think he's going to be able to battle Musgrove. I think the Phillies offense is going to come through, and, and we need them to. Such a big game, such a big series. Game three just couldn't be bigger. You know, obviously to, to take a 2-1 lead one way or the other is just so massive. So, um, And if the Phillies can do it at home and put that pressure on the Padres, that's even more massive. So it is just a massive one tomorrow. Obviously, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll, we'll preview this, the weekend. You know, we'll get into tomorrow's game. We'll get into the pitching matchups for the weekend. We'll look at what the Phillies need to do to come out of this in a strong position to go to the World Series. And again, I still think they're going to the World Series. I still do. Even after yesterday, it was frustrating. But they are they are the better team. I believe that. And they get to come home and show it. Citizens Bank Park is going to change this series like it did the last one. Go Phils, baby. Let's go. All right. Tomorrow we'll be back. We will, uh, we'll dive into it all. We'll, we'll preview the, the weekend, look at the matchups, all the good stuff as the Phillies. Uh, massive home series. Most important home series in 11 years, 12 years, whatever you want to say. Uh, pretty cool. So we'll be there for it. I'm excited to talk about it. We'll look into it all tomorrow. And then tomorrow night we get to watch and play at Citizens Bank Park again, which in and of itself is just a pure... Enjoy. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.